0: You're listening to Uprising, the rebuilt student podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I am Allie, your host. I am here with Daniel today for our car rides worth of content. And as always, I love to start our episodes by hearing from you, Daniel. What are you loving right now?
1: Well, once again, Allie, we are giving away what time of year we're recording this, which I don't like to do, but we've had so much Christmas stuff lately that it's hard not to love It's such a
0: wonderful time of the year. There's so much to love.
1: So this is a simple little pleasure, but I love... These Hershey's Kisses that I think they're called Candy Cane Kisses. We were debating whether they're peppermint or Candy Cane. I think they're Candy Cane. I think they're Candy Cane Kisses. The the red and white ones. Mm -hmm. And I like making cookies out of them, chocolate cookies, and you put one in the middle, but I just like eating them too. (laughs) I have this Advent calendar that my parents gave me a few years ago. They got my brothers and I each this beautiful wooden like heirloom Advent calendar. And they're all unique. And that's what my mom always puts in it. So that's what I get to put in it. So it's a little nostalgia
0: Christmas. It is.
1: Yep. But I love those. And they're only available at Christmas time.
0: Yes, that's true. I'm loving that. I'm also loving Christmas stuff because how can you not right now? Uh, I love Christmas decorations. I love decorating my home with the lights and the tree and everything. But I also love just driving down the street at night or going for a walk and seeing all of the decorations. I just, It's so pretty. It lights up the street. And I feel like now more than ever, we're spending so much time at home yeah. that I even more so want to make my home cozy and Christmassy. But also everyone else has really put so much effort into their decorations inside, I'm sure, but definitely outside because they have the time to their home a lot. And it's just beautiful. So it's a good reminder. We are in the Christmas time of year whenever you walk outside.
1: We are. We decided to do a festival of lights on campus for Nativity this year, too, because we don't have our fairgrounds Christmas Eve like we usually do. So we wanted to do something special for this year.
0: And even our pastor decorated his house for the first time possibly ever this year. Yeah. So... Big year for decorations. Lots of Christmas
1: spirit. (laughs) Lots
0: of Christmas spirit. Well, we are in the third episode of our series, Your Values Are Showing. We've talked about values the last couple of weeks. If you missed it, go back and listen to our previous two episodes. We talk about our values for Nativity as a whole at our church, but also our next generation values that we have nailed down here at Nativity for our programs. We are a values-based ministry They teach us how to think instead of what we do. We believe that. And we also believe that it allows our teams to respond to any situation. It goes beyond rules and guidelines to really empower people. So last episode, we revealed our seven values for Next Gen Ministry. Just a reminder, we are growth-oriented, relational, irresistible, safe, experiential, adaptable, and committed. So those are ours, and this week we are going to communicate how those values translate into outcomes. When a student graduates through each level of our program, what do we want them to be able to say? If they got nothing else but this one thing, what would they say? It's but said and believed, these statements, it's a win.
1: Yeah, since great student ministry starts in early childhood and it builds from there, we're going to start there as well. hmm Orange, one of our favorite organizations for student and youth ministry and kids and everything, everything. in between, <laughs> they call these their basic truths and they have a great list of them. You can call them outcomes. You can name them whenever you want. Our values are meant to directly lead to these basic truths, these outcomes, and they should echo in the lives of our young people. So we have different age groups. We're going to talk about our all-stars right now, which is six weeks to six years. So that's our preschool program. Time Travelers is our children's liturgy of the word in first through fifth grade. Quest is our kids small group program in first through fourth grade. Resurrection is our middle school small group program for fifth through eighth grade. And Uprising is our high school small group based program for ninth through twelfth grade. Yeah. (laughs) So Lots of different age levels, but we have outcomes for each one that build on the other. So in all stars, and we connect some of these to sacraments too, presumably at some point while they're six weeks to six years, they would be baptized. Mm -hmm. That's the ideal at least. So in baptism, it's probably not going to be the child that says this as much, but maybe an understanding that the parents have Mm -hmm. that they give to the child over time. But the statement is, I am a child of God and part of God's family. That's what we want them to understand from baptism. Simple, right? Mm -hmm. So these basic truths are very simple statements, but we want our young people to be able to say this when they move from one program Mm -hmm. to another. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's the first one. I am a child of God and part of God's family. Second statement is, God made me. If a young person, very young person can understand that, Mm -hmm. it's a great foundation. Next one, God loves me. Again, so simple, but that's what they need to be able to understand. And then we have two more for this age group. Jesus is God's son and I should treat others the way I wanna be treated. So son of God, golden rule.
0: Yep. So six weeks to six years, if they can walk away with knowing and believing those statements, then we consider it a win. Our next age group is time travelers, which is our children's liturgy of the word program here at nativity. So this is first through fifth graders. And our goal of time travelers is that when they walk away through this program, when they graduate to say to sixth grade, they can walk away believing and knowing these statements to be true. First, The stories of the Bible can help me make wise choices that they've learned through our program and been shown that the stories in the Bible, what Jesus has taught us, is applicable to our lives today in some maybe small, basic way. Second, I can love God with my whole heart, soul, and mind, and I can love others. And our third statement, I can trust God no matter what. So if they walk away knowing and believing all those things, we have won.
1: Yeah. And I think they're still part of mass with time travelers Mm -hmm. because they're in for the beginning and they're in for the liturgy of the Eucharist. So this is just basically what they're getting as kids from liturgy of the word. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important to keep in mind with how we've kind of phrased these statements. Basically, it's what they're getting from scripture. You want them to love the Bible and to be able to trust God because of the stories that they hear there and make Mm -hmm. wise choices. All right. So that's time travelers Our quest is kids, small groups in first through fourth grade. Um, So this is going to be a little bit more of a social environment. Mm -hmm. And this
0: is where scripture becomes part of the relational deeper conversation.
1: Yes. And it's not for us right now. It has been in the past, but it's not for us right now, lectionary based. So it's not Mm -hmm. the same stuff that they're getting at mass. Mm -hmm. So the first statement is Jesus loves me. And that is cool. Cool. (laughs) We want church to be something that they Mm -hmm. love and that's cool and that they share with their friends. Second, I can pray and rely on Jesus. So starting a a prayer life as a young person. Mm -hmm. Third, my faith will change and grow. Faith isn't static. And we want our young people to know that as they grow up, their faith is going to accompany them, but it's going to grow and change along with them. Fourth, and this is the social part. I have friends in faith. We want them to have that group uh, that supports around them, both peer friends and adult friends who are helping them to grow
0: and knowing that they're not alone.
1: Yes, which is going to be a statement in a future group, mm-hmm. one of the older groups as well. But that's kind of trench. the start of that. As exactly. I have friends in faith. Um, all right, and then these last two are tied to the sacraments that they receive during this age. So quest is first through fourth. Typically in second grade, they would receive first communion and reconciliation. So these two are tied to those sacraments. For the Eucharist, Jesus wants to be with me. Now, you might think, why aren't they saying that we believe in um, God's presence in the Eucharist? And that is an important part of it. But the basic truth is Jesus wants to be with me in the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And if they can understand that and have a hard understanding of the Eucharist, the head content will go along with that. Mm-hmm. And then for reconciliation, the simple truth is I am forgiven. It's a tool for God's reconciliation with our community, with him, and it's a way that we can feel his forgiveness tangibly. Yes. Yes
0: love all of those. I got chills there for a little bit. (laughs) And our next group is Resurrection, which is our middle school small groups. This spans from fifth to eighth grade. And our simple truths here, the first one is, I know what I believe and am proud of my faith. Now, this is the kind of transition point when they are in fifth through eighth grade. That middle school time is such a developmental time for teens they're coming into being their own person they're becoming more independent they're also getting a lot of pressures from social interactions at school through social media all these different things and if we can provide them a place that makes them firm in what they believe and proud of what they believe we have absolutely won and i think this is really that this is the crutch in that age group right now. If they can develop this now before they enter into high school, before they move on to college and all these next steps in their life, this is the transition of taking full ownership of your faith too right now and deciding that for yourself. So first one, I, I know what I believe and am proud of my faith. Second, I am open to letting God in my heart. Just open to it. Open to that deeper connection. We've created a foundation of prayer and relationship, but really being open to that is that next step in fifth through eighth grade. And then lastly, my faith in Jesus makes a difference in daily life. So it's part of their identity, their faith, and it's part of their daily life.
1: All right. And you can hopefully clearly hear that these build on each other. Mm -hmm. And so finally for uprising or high schoolers, we have these statements. I have a faith of my own. They start to individuate. I think that's a word Dividuate? themselves. Yep. I just made it a word.
0: Individualize. I don't know. What? I think
1: it's individuate, but Daniel's creating. You can words look over it up. Here. That's your homework <laughs> <laughs> as our listeners. <laughs> Let us know. All right. So first is to have a, I have a faith of my own. Mm-hmm. Second is I am not alone because God is always there. And that's the more advanced basically way of saying I have friends in faith. I mm-hmm. have, a, I have a savior in faith who's always with me. Uh, Next is I can share my faith. Definitely as they move forward at this age, that they have some confidence to be able to express what they believe to people around them. Mm -hmm. And then I am known and loved. There's a sense as you get to this age that they, a lot of times don't feel like anybody really knows them Mm -hmm. deeply. And God knows them so much more deeply than any person could and loves them more deeply than any person can. And they start to realize that a little bit more at this age. And then the last one here that's not tied to a sacrament is the church is my home. Mm -hmm. We want them to walk away from high school feeling like there is something about the church that's familiar and that will always be home for them no matter where they go.
0: Mm -hmm. And not only... The church is my home, that nativity is your home, and we're always here and welcoming, that God is always here, ready to welcome you. But wherever you may go, in college, in life beyond, the church is a greater place than just a building, just the place where you grow up. The church is a larger community, and as the church, it is your home and always will be.
1: And that's one of the great things about being Catholic, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Churches are all different, but there is something that's unifying. And then these last two are tied to the sacrament of confirmation because in our parish, we typically celebrate this ninth grade year, but it's open to any high schoolers. So the first one tied to confirmation is I want a relationship with Jesus. And that may seem a little bit funny to tie to confirmation because it's not really the sacrament tied to Jesus, but if they can walk away saying that from their confirmation experience, then it's a great foundation for the rest of what we want them to experience in high school.
0: Yeah. It's that word want because Confirmation is really taking that ownership of their own faith. So it's that you want this, not that you're being pushed to do it, that it's just what all your friends are doing right now, but that you want this relationship. That's the goal.
1: And then our last basic truth here is from confirmation. The Holy Spirit is God alive in others and in me, that they are empowered to go out. And the terminology used in the church is to be soldiers of Christ, Mm. but they're, they're empowered to be, something for Christ in the world and they're figuring out what that something is.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, those are all of our basic truths or what did you call them in the beginning? Outcomes. Outcomes are outcomes, basic. They are Orange's basic truths, which is our One Bright Idea. Go ahead and check those out. We're also going to link our basic truths to this episode so that you can see them written out for yourself but then go ahead and try and write out yours it would what would be a win if despite all other circumstances when your students graduated from each level of your program what they could say and believe So go ahead and do that next episode we will be jumping into how values and basic truths lead to habits and life change join us for that thank you so much for joining us today we love you very much